0: following program is paid programming. The views expressed on the following program are those of its hosts and participants, and nowhere reflect those of the ownership, staff, or advertisers of WNRI.
1: Well, one for the money, the show. Ready to get ready now, go get on, don't you. Okay, welcome once again to Dunn's Deal and thank you, Elvis, for that great intro as usual. Okay, I've got to give my intro. Joe Biden is not the president, he is the thief in chief, and yes he is the basement dweller in more than one way including his poll numbers but um oh boy oh boy going to talk a lot <laughs> about joe but not in the first half hour i know we've got to deal with the 800 pound gorilla and we will but there's more things going on in this world than than just uh the the gun issue that's all aflame. And believe me, <laughs> I have got some real flamers to uh, throw out, out at you. <laughs> that's for sure. Um But that's after 630. Because, um, like I said, there's a lot of things going on. We can't get distracted. I mean, this is a very important uh, thing near and dear to my heart. But... Uh, Let's take a look at the world for a minute. And, oh, by the way, Donald Trump is still available. He's tan, his golf game is good, and he's ready to come back whenever he's needed. Are you missing me yet? (laughs) So, I want to talk about the World Health Organization. That... uh, if you're not aware of it, that's an arm of the u n, and uh, they were they were looking to take control through medical services of all the the medical services in the world like they they would have taken control over the CDC and the FDA and whatever those entities are throughout all of Europe, throughout all of Asia, they they had this plan to control countries by controlling the, the medical systems. And just look what control of the medical system did to this country over the last two years because of a fear of a pandemic, because of COVID fears. We shut down this whole country. We shut down the economies, and only uh, the big mega stores and the big mega companies that were already crushing their their competition got to be uh, what was the word? Oh, essential. Yeah, it was just Walmart that was essential, not your mom and pop, uh, you know, store. Whether it was a you know a small grocery store or a small shoe store or whatever, those got shut down because you weren't essential. And um, Amazon, I mean, they've been closing everything down. Do you remember Borders? Borders bookstore used to be out there. I actually did. Uh, Uh, A couple of book sales of my my first book, The United States of Empire, at Borders. But Borders has gone south. They're no longer around. Barnes & Noble is, but um, uh, not through any help from Amazon. But the economy and this country got controlled by health concerns, by a health panic. And yes, Donald Trump did participate in this by allowing it to take place. Instead of telling Fauci to get lost, um, he cow to Fauci and the CDC and the FDA. Read Robert F. Kennedy's book about... uh, about the people that dr fauci killed during the AIDS epidemic back in the in the 80s but i don't want to get off track i want to talk about the world health organization so what fauci and company did to the american economy and it was also done all throughout europe it was done in england australia i used to think That Australians were the coolest, freest people. They've been shut down. They're they're a prison country. Now, I know it got started as a penal colony. um, And it's once again a penal colony. A place where you are locked up in your house. So, this, this kind of action. Now, this was done by... The health organizations of each and every one of these these countries. China is a communist country, and you know, all Xi Jinping, the president there, has to do is order it, and it gets done. But this is what the World Health Organization, an arm of the UN, wanted to be able to do worldwide. Oh, and by the way, the World Health Organization takes their orders from a guy by the name of Klaus Schwab. He's a, he's a German. Jawohl. Sieg Heil. Yeah, he, he's uh, the grandson of a Nazi. And he doesn't want much. Just control of the world. Anyhow. So there was this meeting this week. And this article here by Adin Salazar. Not Adam, but Adin. It's a little different. Um, It says, who forced to back down after numerous nations reject pandemic treaty? Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, Iran, Malaysia, and the entire continent of Africa rejected the pandemic treaty power grab in favor of national sovereignty. You see, that's what this bill would have done. It would have given our sovereignty away to this group. Uh, and, and there's a treaty going back to 1948 that we signed on to that, that said we would abide by what the World Health Organization said. Well, Back in the ni- 1948, the World Health Organization was just probably an advisory group. But now it's trying to wield power. And Joe Biden would have gladly given away control, listen to me, control of the United States, uh, t- given its sovereign rights to, uh, to the U.N., basically. Um, and the guy that w- runs the World Health Organization, I don't know his full name, his last name is Tedros. He is a real work. I'll talk about him in a minute or two. But um, that's what this thing was. It was a power giveaway. It is treasonous. It is traitorous. Oh, by the way, um, we, there is a little part of the treaty that we signed back in 1948 that said that, that we can pull out of it. Um, you know, there's a couple of hurdles to jump. If... You could convince the Congress to do it, but I don't know if you could convince this Congress to tell, um, to tell the U.N. To, to go fly a kite, take a long walk off a short pier, go eat. <clears throat> Anyhow, let me get back to this, uh, this article. I, I only read one, <laughs> one sentence. Let, I'll start again. Uh, a bunch of countries from Brazil to Russia to Malaysia uh, and the entire continent of Africa. This is important. Rejected the pandemic treaty power grab in favor of national sovereignty. The World Health Organization was forced to go back to the drawing board after multiple nations and the entire continent of Africa rejected its pandemic treaty power grab in favor of national sovereignty. I want to say one thing about Africa and thank God for Africa. Boy, oh boy, they did the right thing here. You know, Africa is only about 50, 60, maybe 70 years removed from being colonies of Great Britain, of France, even Belgium. Uh, So, you know, there is a memory in some in the minds of some of those people there of how they used to be controlled by other countries. And now they're looking at. Uh, giving up control, sovereignty of their their country to to the U.N. and they're saying, <laughs> "No thanks, uh, you know, been there, done it, got the t-shirt, and uh, no, we're <laughs> we're not going back there." So I mean, that is just that is just so cool on their part, and, and think about it. How many centuries has it been since Africa or nations in Africa have been able to tell Europe to go blank themselves? Um, I don't know. Going back to when Egypt was was a, <laughs> a worldwide power. I don't know. It's quite a long time since at least Napoleon uh, conquered that country. Um, so... This is really an amazing thing. And I must say, the United States should be ashamed of itself. You Democrats, you should be ashamed of yourself that, that this administration, this Democrat administration would want to sell out the sovereignty of this country. Would want to give control of this country to a foreign power. And yes, the UN is a foreign power. I don't care if we, we sit on the Security Council or whatever that, that council is that can veto anything. I say we should stop giving money to the UN. We should pull out of the UN. Let the UN go defunct, just like NATO should go defunct. Oh, that's another thing I've got to touch on before I get into the big issue of the day. So uh, let me say a few more things about, about the World Health Organization going down in flames for now. <laughs> Don't count them out, but uh, th- this is a win. And thank God for Africa. <laughs> and and Brazil, I'll, I love Brazil. And, oh boy, Russia and Putin did something right? Hmm. India, Iran, Malaysia, wow, oh, and China, those commies, every once in a while they get it right, broken clock syndrome, you know, anyhow, however, the pandemic was soon uh, derailed, the pandemic treaty was soon derailed on May 25th when the African delegation led by Botswana rejected the initiative on behalf of its 47 Afro members. Brazilian President, uh, yeah, what? How do you say his first name? J A I R. Where? Bolsonaro, uh, one week prior, had also indicated that his country would not sign on to it. Okay, this is what Bolsonaro said about Brazil. Brazil will not get into this uh, treaty. Brazil is autonomous, autonomous, declared Bolsonaro, who has previously threatened to exit the WHO, which I believe is what Trump did. Let's see. Russia, India, China, South Africa, Iran, Malaysia additionally rejected the treaty. Uh, Let's see. And in the end, the WHO and its wealthy nation supporters were forced to back down. They have not given up, though, far from it, and uh, he added. Instead, they did what they always do, pivoted. And at their request, a new working group was convened to make technical recommendations on the proposed amendments, which will be resubmitted with the pandemic treaty at its 77th Health Assembly meeting in 2024. So the WHO was forced to kick the can down the road. Good. That's a good thing. And um, so that's going on. There's also there's been a lot of news coming out of Ukraine, and uh, I don't know if you've noticed that the um, information that's coming out, even through the mainstream media, is uh, is, is taking a different turn, and in, instead of you know the the, the the valor of the glorious Ukraine army decimating the Russians. It's now Zelensky admitting that, well, Russia's got 20 percent of our country, but we're still winning. And, um, you yeah, know, it, it it looks like what Russia is doing is a slow creep. Um just taking land slowly but surely in the eastern part of the country, which was probably, you know, Russia's ultimate goal. Anyhow, I never bought that they wanted Kiev. I mean, if they could have taken Kiev, you know, they would have because they could have shut the war down very quickly if, you know, they controlled that and were able to take the eastern part. But they've got... um uh, they've got the ports there in maripol they they have got that big steel factory that's also in Maripol, and uh, they're just taking town after town after village after city, and they're doing a huge pincer move on on ukraine uh, and what that is um it's like the pincers of a crab claw you know it, it grabs. It surrounds and grabs its prey, and you 're stuck in the middle that way you get the Ukrainian armies in the middle, and, you know it looks like they advanced, but then the walls close in around, and then the the advancing army can no longer get supplies, and Russia slowly bombards them. into submission and that's happening again and again and again so what I'm trying to say is that mainstream media, I know it's going to be a shock has been lying about uh, how great Ukraine has been doing in in this war all along and um, there should be no surprise there because Ukraine has been a proxy war for NATO, and that's just where you send someone else to do your fighting, to do your bidding. NATO, including the United States, has been sending tons of money into uh, Ukraine and weapons. Uh, We've been draining our supply of Javelin missiles, giving them to Ukraine but ukraine is still losing the war oh and with all the money that's going to ukraine you really have to watch the politicians in washington because ukraine is their piggy bank they send 40 billion in and they get I don't know, $4 billion back, maybe $5 billion. You know, Nancy Pelosi gets a billion. Uh, uh, Hunter Biden gets a billion. And, um, uh, of course, Joe gets his cut off of that. Uh, Pierre Delecto, also known as Mitt Romney. Pierre Delecto was his uh, nom de plume there when, uh, when he went over to Paris uh, with the Mormons. Pierre Delecto and his family, they get their cut. Uh, I bet you Lindsey Graham is getting his cut. And a couple of uh, young boys sent to him. Uh, Oh, sorry. Was that homophobic or transphobic or something? Oh, yeah. Lindsey Graham is such a straight arrow. All right. Anyhow. Uh... Boy, I'm sidetracking myself. So, Ukraine has never been winning this war. They held firm there in Kiev, which may or may not have been a real target of of Putin's or not. But slowly but surely, the the Russians are rolling up the eastern part, which is the part they really wanted. It's got the best farmlands. It's got the best industrial lands. It's got the the port of Mirapol. And Kirsten, I think Kyrsten's a port as well. There's also the port of Odessa. Remember the movie Odessa File? Yeah, that's that's there in Ukraine. It's a little further west. Um, so don't know if if Russia will go that far to get it. But they might. Who's going to stop them? Zelensky? (laughs) Give me a break. Yeah, Zelensky and his uh, dancing troop will go down there and entertain the the troops and just get them uh, all excited and roused up to go and fight. Not. So uh, that's going on. And. There's something that, that you should know as well. Now, I could be wrong. I'm, I'm not a four-star general. Uh, I just play one on TV. But um, if Russia pulls this out, if Russia wins this, um, NATO's going to look like a paper tiger. NATO is going to look very weak. And America is going to look very weak because we are the military power behind NATO. We are also the monetary power behind NATO. And if you'll remember, at the at the beginning of of this war in early March, uh, it began February. What is it, twenty fourth? Took a little while for things to roll, to but. By early March, Joe Biden had uh, and administration kicked Russia out of the swift banking system, which meant that Russia could no longer trade with um, the United States, with Europe, uh, with any country that traded through the swift banking situation. And that was supposed to bankrupt uh, Russia. It was supposed to bring them to their knees, but it didn't. They turned to China and started doing more deals with China. They turned to India, started doing more deals with them. Um, I've heard it said that the United States and Europe represent about uh, 20% of the world's population. So Russia turned to the other 80%. And said, okay, boys, you want to make some deals here? Let's make some money. Come on, let's, let's trade. And the rest of the world said, sure, what do you have? I've got oil, I've got gold, I've got, (laughs) I've got steel, (laughs) I've got rare earth minerals, I've got, got wheat, (laughs) I've got other kinds of food. Yeah. Um, Russia is rich in minerals so it's got plenty to offer to the world now what this means is that not only will nato be shown as a paper tiger but the united states is going to be seen as an economic paper tiger and our economy has <laughs> has been the source of our pride uh, you know, the American greenback was king, and I said was, because the Russian ruble took quite a hit when they got kicked out of the SWIFT system, and now they're developing their own system. They don't need to trade with, with Europe. They don't need to trade with America. They can trade with a lot of other people. And that's going to hurt the American economy. That's going to hurt the American dollar. And have you noticed inflation yet? Have you noticed that the prices are are a little bit higher at the gas pumps? Yeah, that's because I, I didn't look at what um, oil finished at today on the markets. Uh, yesterday was about $115 per barrel. Used to be about forty to fifty dollars a barrel when the Orange Man was in office. Was was our president? <laughs> now, uh, oil, which we get gas from, is three times, four times as expensive as it was back uh, when Orange Man was in there. So we're going to be paying. Uh, well, we are paying a lot more, and according to Uh, uh, Jamie Diamond of Goldman Sachs, one of the big uh, finance companies there in in, uh, New York, we could see uh, crude oil going for about $150 to $170 a barrel. So that's 50% higher from what we're paying right now. (coughs) So... What was it, four seventy-five this 75 uh, this week for a gallon of regular gas? So add another $2 to that. 6 maybe $7. Not too distant future, later on this summer. And remember, Joe Biden did that. And, yeah, the dollar is going to buy less and less. It's called inflation, people. And we're on that track for it. So anyhow, I've said a mouthful here. It looks like I got a caller. So let's see what's on their mind.
0: Go ahead, caller. What you thinking about? Well, you know what, uh, Jim? You gotta look in the positive side here. <laughs> no more mean tweets. No more mean tweets. We don't have to look at tweets anymore. I mean from the Orange Man. Orange Man. Bad. I'll pay I, know, I, I dollars. N- I thousand.
1: know, but that joke is getting so old now. Yeah, I know. it's it's like it, gas was four seventy-five a gallon. That's two dollars and fifty cents more than when Orange Man was in. Which means you're paying more per gallon. Well, in well, addition well, than what it cost two years ago.
0: Well, well, be lucky you're not in California, the or California. You know, they're uh, they paid over six bucks a gallon, so you know. Just they, they, wait. Uh, they're, they're, <laughs> uh, oh yeah, it's gonna get worse. But you know what? I was uh, I was listening to you talking about NATO being a paper tiger, which they already are. Yeah. And uh, you know uh, the uh, uh, United States having a, a paper tiger kind of economy or whatever. Well, the world already knew that we have a paper tiger president, okay, in name only. Okay, I mean, that's why Putin went into the Ukraine, and you're right about the Ukraine. They're getting their butts kicked, but no, we hear, oh, glorious victories in the Ukraine. No, 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 that's not going to work that way. The
1: glorious Zelensky. (laughs)
0: Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, you yeah. know, I mean, I, I got to give it to the guy though. He's not leaving his country, so I do have to give him props for that. He's more stronger than Biden will ever dream to be.
1: Yeah, but, but, I, wonder but, I wonder how long he's going to stay there. I mean, is he under threat to yeah. stay there, or we will kill you?
0: <laughs> I don't know. We'll find out. But look, can you refresh my memory? As I recall, didn't Biden at one point during his campaign of nothingness? Say he was going to personally hold China accountable for the COVID debacle? Yeah, he, he was he saying did. something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now he's kissing their butts, okay? And, you know, he, he was going to hold China accountable. Now he's, you know, now he's buddy buddies with them.
1: And he's going to uh, hold Putin responsible.
0: Oh yeah, Putin is. Oh, he's responsible for everything. I mean, if it was, you know, let me tell you, if, if Trump was in office, do you think Putin would be in Ukraine right now? Heck no, 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 he wouldn't. Because, the, because the, would the, be, the same. There'd be no the need. Persona, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, the same persona that the progressive liberals wanted to scare us with. Oh, he's going to push the button. He's going to start a nuclear war. Well, guess what? Putin would have the same mindset. Well, you know what? I better stop messing around here because they might be onto something here. It's called the show of strength. Okay. Now we get a now, now we get a, a weak president, if you can call him that. He's more president name only. Yes. The paper tiger that you're talking about. Yep. And look at this. You know, gas prices are going through the roof. Um, food? Oh, forget food. You know, I mean, I, I can only buy half of what I used to buy now because food prices are so uh, yeah.
1: Well, and and if your granddaughter needed a uh, Similac or something, it's not there.
0: <laughs> oh, you know why? Because, oh, no, oh, no. The hero Biden is going to import it from another country instead of us manufacturing our own. Oh, we'll just beg some other country for yeah, it. Though. Yeah, we'll go to I'm Mexico.
1: for. <laughs> let's get some Mexican stuff. Yeah, yeah, we've been getting I, Mexican stuff for years, but <laughs> legal Mexican <laughs> stuff.
0: <laughs> Biden, Biden, what he's doing is he's trying to make himself out to be a hero by fixing up messes that, he's, that he caused himself.
1: That's what the government does. It causes okay. a crisis and then it comes in, well, we'll force these companies to do this and that. And, yeah, exactly. They get to look like they are the saviors when they cause the problem in the first place.
0: Yeah, and they're, and they're really the bozos. You know, so it's, uh, you know, and, and hopefully in November, you know, we can get a lot of these Dems out of the uh, House and Senate. And, you know, because if if He loses control of both the House and Senate. Ain't going to be too much he can do. He's just going to be able to sit there, eat his ice cream, prop his pants, have his nappy poos.
1: Just keep him away from the nuclear football.
0: Big, oh my God. You know, they're going to give him a Fisher-Price, one of those uh, (laughs) multi-play toys that you give a little
1: baby. With the big red red horn in the middle. Horn, yeah, a little steering
0: wheel in the middle of it. You know, yeah, give him that Hey, You know, you need to... You need to call up the launch code. Just turn the steering wheel this way, and you know, because seriously, he, you know, he, he's a basement president. No, actually, I, let me correct myself. He's the first mail order president that we've ever had.
1: Mail order president?
0: Okay, mail what's order, the punchline? No, because most of the stuff. Most of the. Um, uh, votes that he won with were mail-in ballots.
1: Yes, indeed. Yes, he was a mail-order yes, me- president, wasn't he? Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Remember that well, that movie that's going on, Two Thousand News? Uh, I, I, yes. I I suggest watching it because yes, he is a mail-order president. You know, he's, he's you know he he and he was and he was found in the bargain bin, probably in some you know uh, on Amazon or something, yeah. you know, and <laughs> a clearance sale. Get rid of him. Yeah, yeah. Th- that's what we got. That's okay, we
1: got. Great. I got to well, get well. on to other stuff, so uh, let me get going.
0: All right, Jim. I'll talk to you later.
1: <laughs> I haven't like even touched got. guns. You called way too early. <laughs> oh, guns! Don't touch your guns, man. Don't. Don't. You to don't touch. Them. nope No. Nope, can't touch them. Can't look at them. No. Nope. nope. <laughs> no. You're gonna. You're gonna shoot your eye out. That's right. Yay <laughs> <laughs> on, on that, that man, note, yeah, have a great weekend. You too. Bye, yeah, right now. bye. Okay, let me take a commercial break here and then we'll come back for more. Oh, I should have had this set up. Let's just go with this.
0: Here's author James Dunn to talk about his soon-to-be-printed next book.
1: The King Philip's War in New England in 1675 defined the relations, for good or bad, between English settlers and Native Americans for centuries to come. Many of the battles are local to the Blackstone, Providence area, with long-forgotten memorials and grave sites. Smithfield was the Battle of Nipsichuk. The Battle of Sudbury and Sudbury, Mass., was a turning point. Mount Hope in Bristol, Rhode Island, was the home of King Philip and the Wampanoag Tribe. The Connecticut River Valley was a scene of many bloody encounters between the English and the Nipmuc Tribe. South Kingston, Rhode Island saw the Great Swamp Battle slash Massacre. One Englishman stands out in this brutal conflict. He dared to learn to fight like the Indians did and won the war for the English. He was Captain Benjamin Church in the book, Captain Benjamin Church and the King Philip's War. The United States of Empire by James Dunn shows how the U.S. became a worldwide empire. It looks at the entry of the U.S. into both world wars. George Washington had warned us about entangling ourselves in European wars. Before World War I, the United States was not concerned with foreign conflicts. In World War I, we changed the balance of power in Europe. We went in to save the world for democracy. We expelled the German Kaiser and imposed our own idea of what Germany should look like. Propaganda painted the Kaiser as the evil Hun that was destroying civilization. So when the true barbarian rose to power, Hitler, how could we avoid being drawn in again? We saved Great Britain. Britain needed us again in World War II to save their bacon. We bought the hog. Now we are the empire. The book The United States of Empire in paperback is available at Amazon.com. So anyhow, there's a lot of brouhaha going on with uh, the the Second Amendment, with with the issue over guns, and um, boy, oh boy, have things been hot up on Capitol Hill. But we'll we'll listen to what. Um, What Joe Biden has to say about it And then Rhode Island's version Of uh, Vladimir Zelensky Will have his say Ah Okay Gotta X this thing out And we'll have Joe up here Just in a moment For all you Joe fans out there Gotta scroll down again lost my way and there it is so number 40 joe biden speaks even before the pandemic young people were already hurting
2: there's a serious youth mental health crisis in this country we have to do something about it even before the pandemic young people were already hurting there's a serious use mental health crisis in this country. We have to do something about it. That's why mental health is the heart of my unity agenda that I laid out in the State of Union address this year. We must provide more school counselors, more school nurses, more mental health services for students and for teachers, more people volunteering as mentors to help young people succeed, more privacy protection and resources to keep kids safe from the harms of social media. This unity agenda won't fully heal the wounded souls, but it will help. It matters. I just told you what I'd do. The question now is, what will the Congress do? The House of Representatives already passed key measures we need. Expanding background checks to cover nearly all gun sales, including at gun shows and online sales. Getting rid of the loophole. Allows the gun sale to go through after three business days, even if the background check has not been completed. The House is planning even more action next week. Safe storage requirements. The banning of high-capacity magazines. Raising the age to buy an assault weapon to 21. Federal red flag law. Codifying my ban on ghost guns that don't have serial numbers and can't be traced and tougher laws to prevent gun trafficking and straw purchases. This time, we have to take the time to do something. And this time, it's time for the Senate to do something. But, as we know, in order to do any, get anything done in the Senate, we need a minimum of 10 Republican senators. I support the bipartisan efforts that include a small group of Democrats and Republican senators trying to find a way. But, my God, the fact that the majority of the Senate Republicans don't want any of these proposals even to be
1: debated. Okay, that was Joe Biden there talking about uh, things that he wants to do to limit, to uh, to infringe on gun rights. The um, the red flag laws are some of the biggest uh, red herrings out there. It's a fake. Thing. It, it makes you sound uh, like you're doing something good, but it's not. The red flag laws would not have star- stopped Parkland, Florida shooting, would not have stopped uh, Uval. And that's the thing. See, Joe Biden is not talking about putting cops in these schools to protect them. We, we can send $40 billion to Ukraine. We're giving guns, we're giving weapons to Ukraine to arm themselves. But we, w- we won't put armed police protection in our schools where they're needed. And we've got to get rid of, of these gun-free zones. And this is going to sound real terrible. but What a gun-free zone is, is a target gallery. What you're saying is no one here... As a weapon, so if you're some lunatic uh, shooter, you can do whatever you want for for minutes <laughs> and you vowed it was hours or oh, an hour and um, you know Parkland, Florida the shooter was known to the cops. And he had a rap sheet on, uh, uh, as long as his arm, but because he was was under 18, and because he had the last name of Cruz, he was as white as me. But because his last name was Cruz, through you know a second marriage of his mother or something like that, he was put down as Hispanic. And Obama had put passed through a law saying that. That uh, minorities uh, were to be given slack as far as um, as having a criminal record if you were a minor, which means that that Cruz's problems, problems, his crimes did not stop him from being able to get a weapon. I'm down to 13 minutes already. There's a lot still to talk about. Biden says that he is not going to take anyone's guns away, that, that this isn't about taking away guns. He says, I respect the culture and tradition and concerns of lawful gun owners. No, he doesn't. He absolutely does not. He wants to take uh, your weapons from you. He likes to brag about his uh, 1994 uh, assault weapon ban. It did not stop Columbine from happening in 1999. The assault weapons ban lasted from 94 until 2004. And in 1999, those two lunatic idiots went and shot up Columbine. Um, Now, he he keeps saying that he's not going to take your guns away. He most certainly is because... If you take away the assault weapons, guess what? Well there's still millions of them out there. Um I I had a job in uh Newport, Rhode Island, and I came into contact with lots of interesting people, including this one guy by the name of Dwayne. He had a stutter. Kinda like that guy in the Bill Cosby cartoon. Remember there was this guy with a stutter? But anyhow, he, it was Dwayne. And he had this Coke habit. Everyone knew that Dwayne liked his Coke. But, you know, he'd go to rehab, get straightened out, and then he'd be good for a little while. And, you know, if I wanted to have gotten some cocaine or some heroin, I just would have had to ask Dwayne to. You know, go get me some and I'd give him a little bit for for his taste. Not that I'm into either of those drugs, but I'm saying if I wanted to get heroin, which was illegal when I was down there in Newport, it's still illegal. Um, I could get cocaine, heroin. Nowadays, it'd be crystal meth. You name it. I could have gotten any kind of drug to this guy if I had paid for his stuff. Same thing with guns. You can outlaw assault weapons. You can still get them. All you have to do is talk to Dwayne, buy him a little bit of cocaine, and he'll find someone that'll sell you some guns. You know, so no, you're not going to stop that. And then putting it back on the legal level, say you take away the uh, assault weapons and uh, by the way every gun is an assault weapon they are built to shoot bullets and bullets kill it is a killing machine it is a weapon and it's to be used against people who try to take my life including government agents and no i'm not talking about revolution so calm down there you fbi guys but that's what it's there for. That's what we did to the British. The British Redcoats were agents of, of the uh, crown, agents of the king. And we dispatched them, to put it nicely. Uh, so so anyhow, if we get rid of the uh, assault weapons, they get rid of the AKs, the ARs, uh, then they're going to have to come for the long rifles. Well, Joe's already been talking about getting rid of nine millimeters, which, you know, getting rid of handguns. Because, frankly, uh, I don't know how these people walk into places with uh, with a rifle and can't be seen like from a mile away. That guy's got a rifle. He's walking over in this direction. Hey, lock the doors. Call the cops. Um, you know, you would think that that a pistol would work much better. And you will find that. That criminals will go. And outside of mass shootings. Um, the pistol is usually. Uh, the weapon of choice. All uh, the crimes that happen. Each and every weekend in uh, Chicago. That's uh, usually. Uh, you know pistol fire. Uh, so Yes. Once you start collecting the ARs and the AKs, then you're gonna to have to go for, you know, the three fifty-sevens, well of course the, the fifty calibers. And then you're gonna go for the uh the, the pistols, you're gonna go for the nine millimeters, and it's gonna go and go and go. And yes, that's exactly where Joe Biden wants to go. That oh <laughs> before <laughs> Before the show ends, I've got to play what our Volodymyr Zelensky here in Rhode Island had to say about the Constitution. Ah, oh, nuts! Here we go again. Why does it keep doing that? There we go,
0: and now. So spare me the bullshit about what? constitutional rights. Well, the gentleman not be- No, I will not yield, and I'm not going to yield for my entire five minutes. So don't ask again.
1: Okay, I'm going to play that again. I know that's very short. So spare me the bullshit
0: about the- constitutional rights. Will the gentleman yield? Not be- no, I will not yield, and I'm not going to yield for my entire five minutes, so don't ask again. So spare me the bullshit about the- constitutional rights. Will the gentleman yield? Not be- no, I will not yield, and I'm not going to yield for my entire five minutes, so don't ask again.
1: So that's what David Cicilline, our representative here, or I should say your representative. I've never voted for the guy. And I've been here uh, Except for about a three year break Since he got elected (sighs) Yeah Uh, That's what David Cicilline Thinks about the Constitution And no What the Democrats are proposing Will not stop shootings Just like what I was telling you about With the cocaine and the heroin In Newport I could have very easily purchased uh, either cocaine or heroin uh, when I was in Newport there from D- 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 Duane. And um, all I've got to do is find a D- 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 Duane to get some weapons. I'll get a says K- 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 seven from him. So, but that's what we have. We have people that don't give a darn about the Constitution. They'll throw the Constitution out. There was another uh, representative he was from Florida, I believe, and he said, if you, you're not going to stop us from passing this uh this bill and it's got a real nice sounding name: Save the children, Save, save the whales, Save the world um they always have nice-sounding names, and you should beware of of bills that have nice-sounding names because they take away your rights. I've okay, got Down the last five minutes. Um, and what this guy from Florida was saying was, if you stop us—well, you can't stop us in the House of Representatives, which is true— but." Uh, he said, you won't stop us here, and if you stop us in the Senate uh, because of the filibuster rule, we'll get rid of the filibuster. And he said, if, if the Supreme Court uh, calls it unconstitutional, well, then we'll pack the Supreme Court. You get what's going on here? There are people that don't care about the Constitution. They don't care about it, the rights that actually preserve and save us. And if we want to save these kids, put armed cops there. I don't like federal answers to uh, things that should be state issues. Actually, the states should be putting cops in each and every uh, each and every school. And allow for teachers that want to, that have the ability and get certified to, allow for teachers to be armed in those schools. When you make it a gun-free zone, you make it a target gallery. I know it's a terrible thing to say, but it's the truth. And you can put bulletproof glass, you can put stronger doors, all those things. But we need cops in the, in the buildings to protect the kids. Then this will stop. Because one of the things that that shooter in Buffalo picked out, yeah, he was a racist. He picked out the blackest part of New York to go to. He also picked out places that was the least likely place that, that he'd encounter somebody with a gun. And, yeah, he was shot at by a security officer there. So I would suggest that cops who are security officers have armor-piercing bullets. But um, that's something for them to think about. But besides that one cop, there was nobody else within a mile that, that had an arm that could have stopped that kid. An arm, a weapon. And I do call them weapons. I've got no problem calling them weapons. And the reason why I want people to have weapons like that is because the government has weapons like that. And if the government's got it, I want it. Okay, so on that happy note, actually my happy story was the first one I kicked off with. That Africa told the UN to go shove it. Very, very interesting. Next week, I'll find something funny to end the show with because it is the weekend. Hey, have a happy weekend. Crack open a few for me because I'm going to go home right now and have some for myself. And I'll toast one for you. Okay. So God bless. (laughs) God guns gold. Have them all. Have them all.
2: This is a done Deal. Tell your friends and neighbors to tune in Friday evenings at 6.05 for Jim's perspective on the issues of the week. You're listening to WNRI One Socket.